Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt here covering everything Wisconsin Athletics. On today's show, we're going to quickly recap the Badgers' latest victory over the Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, going to be a quick episode because I am on the road for work and do not have a lot of downtime. Uh, I wanted to still make sure to check in and during this bye week and get you guys an episode. Second episode of the week, kind of up in the air. Um, I will not be back till Thursday evening, and by that time, catching up on other stuff. I'm not sure we'll have a second podcast, but. I did plan this work trip for the Wisconsin bye week to hopefully avoid anything major. Um, that's what I try to do is, is schedule my nine to five around the Badgers bye week. But when you have two jobs, <laughs> sometimes you gotta schedule it out uh, pretty well. But anyway, let's get into this game now. Wisconsin comes out a huge victory over the Purdue Boilermakers. Technically, the Badgers actually still have a chance at the Big Ten championship, a very small chance, but a chance nonetheless. And that victory was a huge part of it. Not saying I think they're going to get there, but I do think we saw some serious improvement from this team on both sides of the football. And for once, it felt like it was against a quality opponent. You know, Purdue came into this game five and two. Wisconsin at that time had beaten two, very, you know, an FCS team, a very bad FBS team, and maybe even almost just as bad FBS team in Northwestern. So we had not seen Wisconsin come out and, and really beat a good football team. They had played with good football teams. You know, Michigan State is. Not a good football team, but their their quality. But this was the this was the first. I shouldn't even say Michigan State's quality. That's a lie. They're a competitive football team, and I think better than their record shows. Um, Purdue was the first team that Wisconsin came in against and had a real test um, and and passed that test. So I, that, I think that's really nice to see for the Badgers. I mean, you come in, you've got Purdue who comes in. We talked about the motivation for them this past week. You've got. The Big Ten West right in front of them. You've got a team that you haven't beat in 15 straight years, now 16 straight years, Wisconsin, uh, you know, over Purdue, where you, you knew that you were going to get their best effort. And despite that, Wisconsin really showed up and answered the bell. So I'm, I'm really impressed with what we saw from this team on the field. And I think that will lead into some maybe some discussions off the field in terms of the future of this program. But for now, I mean, you, you look at the game, just an absolutely picture-perfect start for the Badgers. That's, you, you can't say anything, but that was a huge part in the game because Purdue, you knew, was a team that could claw back. They can put up points quickly. And Wisconsin, to be able to get that start was absolutely huge, not only for the momentum and the psyche of this team. I think you're coming off an overtime loss that you probably should have won um, in that Michigan State game. Now you've got a team like Purdue who's coming in hungry. I think that start was absolutely ginormous for the Badgers to get that confidence back in the way they played because if Wisconsin came out and fell behind early and was having to claw back, 
I think that completely changes the momentum of that game and, and the way Wisconsin started. So a great start. They you know come out on the mar- march right down the field, score a touchdown. Graham Mertz, absolutely beautiful drive, beautiful play um, to Skylar Bell uh, for that 29-yard touchdown. And it felt like it it really changed the dynamic. of It really punched Purdue in the mouth, which is something you want to see from the Badgers is coming out and punching opponents in the mouth and saying, hey, we're here to play football. We are here to, we are not, you know, we're three and four, but we are not just going to lay down and let a team that hasn't beat us in a decade and a half come into Camp Randall and win a football game. I think that tenacity, that nastiness of Wisconsin football was a little bit on display with that first punch. And I, I give kudos. I think that's that's a coaching thing. I think that's kudos to Jim Leonard that he had the energy. He had these guys in Big It was their first game back at Camp Randall Stadium with him as the head coach. It was homecoming. There was a lot going on. Wisconsin football came out and said, hey, we, we are better than our record indicates. We are better than the way we've played, but we've got to prove it. And I think they really did that on that first drive. But shortly after that, a huge drive for the defense, kind of getting some momentum, making some plays with a nice play and John Torchio jumping that pass uh, by Aiden O'Connell and taking it to the house. Now, for many of us, if you watched it on TV, you probably didn't even see most of that, all that transpired. I had to flip on the ESPN app to see the beginning of that game, but I do know that there was the end of the SMU Cincinnati game on ESPN. So a lot of us turned on the game and saw, holy crap, it's, it's 14 nothing already because that's how quick of a start it was for Wisconsin. And I think that really shifted the momentum in the Badgers' favor. That's I mean, you can't start a football game any better than what they did on Saturday. I, I think you look at, to kind of keep it going into the momentum, obviously the, the first drive was huge for the offense to get some confidence, but I, I think a pick six for this defense was absolutely massive. When you talk about you came into this game questioning the pass defense. I mean, a week ago, this pass defense was beat up by Michigan State. Now, they had a, a very good wide receiver in Jaden Reed, but Charlie Jones for, for Purdue was just as good of a, a wideout, uh, one of the guys leading the conference, leading the um, you know, the entire country in terms of receiving it. You know, Aiden O'Connell led the Big Dead Conference with you know 330 yards a game. They throw the ball a lot, and based on what you saw from Wisconsin last week, you felt like, man, this is not going to be pretty for the Badgers if Aiden O'Connell was able to come out and, and sling it around. But John Torchio had that really nice pick, had another pick later, and Wisconsin just came out and, and really baited him to, into some throws. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, Aiden O'Connell, that uh, has been around a long time, and he's had some really big games. He's had some up-and-down games. There's been games where he's thrown a lot of interceptions, but there's also been games where he can throw 400, 500 yards in, in the blink of an eye. Um, so really it's a surprise, but I know Wisconsin has had some success against Aiden O'Connell in the past, but you thought him being, you know, what uh, an eighth-year senior coming back, that he was going to come out and, and with all the motiva- motivation. He's a guy that's been at Purdue, never beat Wisconsin, and he felt, man, he's going to come out and play well, and if he's going to pick apart this defense, it's going to be uh, a struggle for the Badgers, but they answered the bell and really did a good job uh, in that secondary, proving themselves that they're better than their record indicated. And to add to that, you know, Hunter Wohler was getting close to being back. He said it's going to be around this bye week. He didn't go, and, and the secondary still played really well in his continued absence, and hopefully they can get him back here soon. Now, after the bye week, I know Jim Leonard said it was going to be right around the bye week, either during, before, or after, um, and he's hopefully going to be back, and, and that would mean that'd be huge for Wisconsin to have that confidence and maybe get a fresh body back in the secondary when you get through this bye week 
and uh, get ready to take on Maryland because there were other injuries at Wisconsin. Um, you know, we're dealing with, especially on the defensive side, it was you know, there was a lot of confusion around Nick Herbig. Um, the outside linebacker did dress, was in full uniform, full helmet, but didn't play a- against Purdue. And a lot of people were, it wasn't an injury that was talked about throughout the week. There was not really anything on his status report. So there's a lot of confusion around what his status kind of was, what was going on. I saw a couple people on Twitter absolutely panicking, saying, you know, Nick Herbig is transferring. That's why he's not playing. So he's not out there. No, just banged up. And they he, he was going to try and give it a go if they needed to. Um, but thankfully they, they were able to really dominate throughout with other guys and he was able to get healthy and not have to worry about getting out there and making plays. So it was nice to see Wisconsin's defense step up and, and other guys that you know we talked about in the preseason with this offensive line group, or excuse me, offensive line, this outside linebacker group, O-L-O-L, um, this outside linebacker group that you were going to have to really step up and get some guys across from Nick Herbig that gets some pressure. And I think Daryl Peterson and C.J. Getz, they all did a really good job coming to the football and a tough defense, to, or excuse me, a tough offense to compare and, and go against. If, if you're not experienced against this offense like Nick Herbig is, it's it's can be a tough one to defend. There's, there's a reason why Purdue does what they do. They throw it short. They throw it around a lot. They try to make you make plays. They try to put your linebackers in space and in coverage. And, and those guys answered the bell. So it was hat tips to the outside linebackers. I think Jordan Turner uh, at inside linebacker looked really good. I think Jake Chaney had a couple of nice hurries um, in the game. Didn't get right home for the sack, but Jake Chaney looked good inside. So I think overall you, you have to really be proud of the way this defense responded. You know, the, the front seven was okay last week against Michigan State. The secondary really struggled, but both of them just continued, continued to step up. And, and now we'll see if they can build that momentum, you carry it through the bye week. It's a huge momentum boost when you're going into a bye week to pick up a victory. So you can work on that. You can build on that versus if you lose going into the bye week, all of a sudden you get a stale taste in your mouth. Now you're four and four. You have four games to finish things out. Hopefully you can pick up two victories and get to a bowl game. So that was a nice, nice spot for the Badgers defense in that regard. To switch gears near now to the um, offense a little bit. I think the biggest thing that stood out was, uh, was you, know, you could talk about Braylon Allen. He had a very good game, ran very well. The offensive line blocked really well. But I think what you saw from this offense was kind of, again, we've talked about it before, the back and forth of this offense is interesting because there's one week where you come out and you're really dynamic in the play calling. The next week it feels like you've kind of shelled up. And then last week I think they did a really good job against Purdue of mixing it up, going to the air on first down. Graham Mertz is a, is a really successful player when he can have that mix up. When the defense doesn't know what you're going to do, it makes it a lot easier on your quarterback. And I think Graham Mertz did a really good job, and this offense did a really good job of mixing things up. And now it's just more so, can we see it consistently from this group? Can you see Wisconsin mixing that up, having that balanced attack once again? Because they didn't have it two weeks ago, and you know Michigan State was able to take advantage of that. Purdue was on their heels a lot in this game because they didn't know what was coming. And this is a Purdue defense that we talked about in the preview. Pretty solid. Um, a pretty solid defense in their own right. We talked about the ranks in terms of total off, success rate against the pass. There was a lot of things going well for this defense over the course of the season in Wisconsin really did a good job of, of keeping them off balance, keeping them on their heels. And that not only opens things up for Graham Mertz in his passing game, but it opens up for Braylon Allen, Isaac Rendo. You know, he, he had that really nice busted off run. Braylon Allen 
got some help, which is nice to see. I think that's huge for the rushing game when you're talking about with Chesma Lucy out. A couple weeks ago, it felt like Braylon Allen in that Michigan State game was a little gassed. You need someone else to be able to step up around him, and, and you know, Braylon Allen and, and Isaac Rendo had a nice one-two tandem there. So you look at the balance in terms of the offense. We, two weeks ago, three weeks ago now against Northwestern, it was 38 to 30 in terms of passing coverage. Out yard output was very much the same, but you're looking at 203 passing yards, 178 rushing yards. That's about as balanced as you can be, which is huge to see for Wisconsin. And they had some big plays. They had a big pass play, they had a big run play, and they were able to really make sure that they kept that balance throughout the course of the game. So I, I'm really impressed with Bobby Ingram's play calling this past week. I'm impressed that it, you know after the game he kind of talked about how why they went to more balance, what they felt good about, what Graham Mertz feels comfortable with in terms of this offense, which is nice to see. I think so far in these three weeks that, that Michigan State game seems like more of an outlier now than the other two games, which is good because that was not their best game. So it's nice to see that Wisconsin is adjusting to what their players feel comfortable with. I think it's clear that Jim Leonard, as just handling the defense, is comfortable making adjustments and allowing his offense to do his thing. Um, and, and I think you're seeing the dividends of that. And it's still early, but I think you're seeing a lot you know, more production from this offense and, and really able to produce the way that they want to produce. That's what the way the offense wants to look more modernization, more balance, and I think you're starting to see that now. You've seen it in this new era of Wisconsin football. You've seen it for two out of three weeks. Now the next week, you've got to come out and make it three out of four. You want to continue to have that trend and that identity as it move forward. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The other thing I really like from this team in terms of standout things in this contest was that Wisconsin faced some adversity and, and bounced back from it. And I think when you look at this game, you had some bad calls, you had a gifted touchdown for Purdue, you had a muffed punt that really set Wisconsin back, and you didn't see them shell up in those moments. You didn't see them cower and say, oh man, here we go, we're going to give this game away. You know, Purdue's going to come back. We're, we're three and four. We keep losing these close games. You know, are we going to be able to answer the bell? I think Wisconsin did a great job of when they hit some adversity. You know, Isaac Rendo, you know, after that score, you know, Braylon Allen gets hurt. That, you know, all of a sudden you, it was the, the muff um, punt, and then you have the Isaac Rendo touchdown. It felt like as soon as Purdue kind of started to claw their way back, Wisconsin just came with a haymaker and, and knocked that kind of potential of a comeback out. So that's huge for uh, as, you're, as you're looking at a team trying to build confidence for the rest of this season and get to a bowl game, but also into next year. You know, I know at the beginning you said Wisconsin still has an opportunity to get to the Big Ten title game. There is a very small, slight path. But I think that right now at this point, you're building for next year. You're building for the future of this team. I think weathering those storms and losing some of those games early when you weathered some storms makes you a better team and then coming out and, and having some adversity this week and 
coming out and, and picking up a victory allows you to really grow as a team. So I'm super impressed with the way Wisconsin was able to handle some of those poor calls, handle some you know mistakes that they made, whether it be in special teams and everything like that, and and really bounce back and not give it away or allow an opponent to to strike back. So I was really impressed with that. I was impressed with the energy, the emotion of this team, a lot of emotion. Jim Leonard coming back to Camp Randall as the head coach. He talked about something that, you know, that's always something he had dreamed about. The energy was certainly there for Wisconsin, and it was nice to see them really get themselves off the mat after a tough Michigan State loss. You want to see this team respond, and now it's just about having that consistent football over the course of the rest of the season. Now, will we, will we um, continue to see that? That's going to be the main thing to look for throughout this bye week because now Wisconsin got an opportunity to come out, get healthy, get some things right, and hopefully you, you build on that momentum from a victory and move on to the next phase of, of uh, the season and really try to get to get to a bowl game. And, and really, I, I think a bowl game would not only be great for the fans, I, I always think getting to six wins and getting to a bowl is, is nice for a fan base, but I think it'd be huge for Wisconsin not to look too far ahead, but to get those extra practices. And I think people don't realize if you don't make a bowl, you don't get those extra bowl practices. And when you're building for next year, when you're on a building year, that can be a huge difference between what you see from this team over the course of, of next season. You can build on things you want to do next year in some of those bowl reps. You've got additional time to get some games and you got additional, excuse me, additional time to get practice in before that game. You can get some younger guys, some reps and experience for the following year. So that is something that you're, you're certainly wanted to build to. And I think you had to have that game to, to have any success in, in getting back there. So I'm really was impressed with this team, front to back, offense to defense. I think all the units play really well. They handle adversity, and I think you have to give them a lot of credit. Four and four football team. It feels like a team that could be a lot better than four and four, but you're, hopefully you're starting to see the consistency from this team, and you can build that on that end of next year. You're trying to build the next year, build some confidence, um, and I think part of that building that that confidence and that roster and that and that morality. Of, of guys banding together is is the energy that you saw from Jim Leonard. So I think that leads to an interesting point of Jim Leonard is the interim tag. And I know he's kind of mentioned it over the course of the last couple of weeks that the bye week was when some of these gonna some of these bigger conversations were gonna start to happen in terms of the future of this program, in terms of how they want to go about the future of Wisconsin. And is he going to be the guy that's leading it? Personally I think at this point Wisconsin has done, you know, excuse me, Jim Leonard has done enough to, should be the guy named the next head coach of Wisconsin. I, I, if they passed up Jim Leonard, you know, I did Dan Orlowski for, for the, all the flack he gets as an ESPN commentator, I think he was spot on with saying, you know, this is the guy for Wisconsin. He embodies everything that Wisconsin wants to be. He has the poise, the presence, the energy to take Wisconsin back to where they want to be. And it seems almost silly to to wait around any longer, which I agree with. Now, I know I have read. I personally think if at, at this point it's been three weeks, you've seen some better heart from this team. You've seen some improvement. I think Jim Leonard has been very open in terms of the way he talks to the media, the energy that he has, the passion that he has. I don't think you're going to find a better coach 
for Wisconsin moving forward. Now, there's been, you know, when this all started, there was Lance Leopold rumors, Dave Aranda rumors. Are any of those guys really improvements to what Jim Leonard's going to be at Wisconsin? I don't think so. So at this point, it almost feels like Wisconsin is almost doing themselves a disservice by keeping that interim tag on. Now, there are, I, th- I have read, I don't know if that's true or not, but I have read that there are certain requirements in terms of having this job posted for a certain amount of time in terms of legality and job posting and stuff like that. So it could be part where they can't name him the official head coach yet. That, that I know there are state laws and labor rules and stuff like that that I had heard from other people that part of the reason why they haven't or that they couldn't yet. But once that 30-day window is up, not only does it close that transfer portal up, which would be you know, great to see so you're not worrying about the roster any further in terms of guys leaving or staying, but it also would give you an opportunity to name Jim Leonard that next head coach because an interim tag, while it does feel like Jim Leonard's going to be the guy, I still think that sets you back in terms of recruiting when you don't know the official future of what this program is going to look like. I, I think if, you, if you've got a player on the fence, they're going to wait until, to commit until they know that Jim Leonard's going to, in fact, be that guy to come, that they're going to come play for yeah, the defensive side. Am I going to come play for Jim Leonard? Or who's going to be the defense coordinator? Who's going to be the head coach? You generally don't see a lot of commits, you know, jumping to schools that have infirm and instability. So I think once Wisconsin is able to remove that interim tag, it seems like to me that it should be a slam dunk that in just three weeks, Jim Leonard has done enough to get that job and be the next head coach at Wisconsin. Now, there might be some pushback. You might say, well, do we want to wait and see the, the next four games? But if you really think you're going to find someone better than Jim Leonard, I, I think you're wrong. And I, I think if you want to really start building for next year, building this program, building up this recruiting program, I think you've got to start by naming the next head ball coach. And I think Jim Leonard's that guy. And if you if there's no, if there's, no if there's nothing else that you're waiting for, it feels like that now should be a time to do that. So just my thoughts, just kind of what I'm thinking in terms of that interim tag. But it sounds like there are going to be some conversations about that here in the next few days in terms of what this program looks like in the future. So interesting um, little nugget. I know Jim Leonard talked about it this past week, um, and we'll see what maybe transpires. I don't think that they're going to name him interim or remove that interim tag you know, this next couple of days, but I do think that it sounds like there's going to be at least some conversations behind closed doors as to the future of this program. So that will be an interesting one to keep an eye on. All right, guys, as I mentioned, short episode for you this week. Um, Short episode to start the week for you, just kind of recapping the game, get in, get out. I am doing this from a hotel, um, so I apologize if the audio is a little off, but I still wanted to make sure to get a podcast out uh, recapping that game. As for an episode later in the week, I'm not sure what we'll do um, just yet. Depends on if if we do have one. Um, It'll be later in the week, probably not until at least Thursday evening, I've got the energy to still do a podcast after traveling uh, for work or maybe possibly Friday or maybe just one for the week during the bye week. we got some flexibility with the bye week. As for coverage on the site, we'll still have some football articles up. We'll still actually, we're going to have some basketball related content, basketball season right around the corner. Wisconsin has a scrimmage this upcoming weekend and then they'll be up, you know, tipping off here soon in terms of their regular season. So we'll have some preview stuff. Still try to have some content up on the website, maybe not a full game week. You know, we don't have as much to cover on the football side with the bye week, but certainly anything that happens, we'll make sure to cover it over there at BuckySwithQuarter.com. Check us out over there. Thanks for always listening on Wisconsin.